Welcome to another episode of Messy Reality Breakdown with your host, Ray. And your girl, Lily. And this is the podcast where we break down our favorite reality shows in the name of fun, shade, and a hint of messiness. And of course, if you've been listening to us, we have been uh, covering the Real Housewives of Potomac, which of course is my favorite reality um, housewife show. Well, actually, it's my favorite reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we are on season one, episode four. And what's the name of the episode, Ray? Desperately Seeking Marriage. Mm. I don't know about you, but when I heard that, it really reminded me of a Tyler Perry play. <laughs> it definitely, I can see that re- being replaced with like Diary of Mad Black Woman, like right. Tyler Perry, re- Tyler Perry presents Desperately Seeking Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, well, let's um, go ahead and jump into wait, it. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. Before we start. Disclaimer alert. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, so in the last episode, um, I mentioned Clarence Thomas. So I want to clarify that we were not talking about, or I was not talking about the Supreme Court justice. We do not support that man. We actually had a professor in college named Clarence Thomas. So mm-hmm. it was just more of an inside joke, like a little hee hee, ha ha. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just to clarify for everyone that, you know, that's And I do thank I you for that it. clarification because I, I do not like Clarence Thomas, the uh, Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. and that's what he wants to call himself. I mean, officially, that's who he is. Yeah. Anyway, so enough about him. Shout out to Clarence Thomas, our college professor. Mm-hmm. So we jump into the first scene, and it's with Karen and Giselle. And I did not know that that was Karen or Giselle in the car. Kind of threw mm-hmm. me off because I forgot that they're back on great terms. But mm-hmm. they were they were on their way to the uh, Washington International Flight Academy for flight lessons, especially for Karen. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, she wants to try to get into some new activities because her daughter, Raven, is about to graduate. She's about to be on her own. And of course, they're about to, um, well, she's about to embark into the whole like empty nester syndrome mm-hmm. type thing. Very common for parents that are 40 plus. And she's definitely <laughs> 50 plus. But they went and they met the flight instructor <laughs> And they had no idea that it was going to be a woman. Um, mm-hmm. They were looking for the men, but that's okay. You know, the woman was a very attractive woman. And um, Karen was saying, you know, I really want to fly on a plane with uh, two engines. And the woman, the instructor was like, well, actually, it's safer to be on a single engine flight, which was something I had no idea about. So nice to keep that in mind. Mm, news to me. Well, yeah. the- after that, they start talking about the, um, was it the bourbon tasting and talking about Ashley and like kind of, I feel like low key getting on her intelligence. If that is that the right word? It to wasn't say? low key, it was high key. It, it was high um, key. Okay, it was. <laughs> yeah, Giselle actually it was Karen. Karen straight up said okay. that she felt like Ashley's frontal lobe had just closed, <laughs> trying to say that she was quite childish <laughs> and underdeveloped mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, let's go for like a scene before a quick little mm-hmm. um, blurb because Giselle was throwing shade at Karen's uh, what did she call them? Titas, saying that mm-hmm. they were so big that they were probably going to cause the plane to explode. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. I'm, I'm gonna give it up for Giselle, that was kind of funny. Giselle could throw a little nice, fun shade as well, but yeah, um, Giselle was pretty much saying that she was really happy 
that she and Ashley meet up. And then Karen wants to also, you know, be guide Ashley, I guess, to, you know, the adult world of Potomac Reality Housewives. And, you know, Karen made the comment. She said that she feels like Ashley doesn't know how to entertain a group of mature women. But I feel like she did okay at the the whiskey tasting. I mean, the... What's the word yeah. I'm looking for? The scene... Yeah. Was a little off, but you can tell the ladies had fun. And Ashley brought a lot of the women back together that were feuding. Mm-hmm. And I think also when it comes to that, we to the whole, like for mature ladies comment I feel like a lot of that is just based on like a stereotype Mm -hmm. I think it's like no matter your age is if you're willing to just be open and having fun and open to new experiences I think that was really what it's about and like you said I feel like her wine bourbon whiskey whatever it was tasting was pretty you know a nice fun event it was a nice you know get the ladies together and you know I would say more it was a busy but kind of more comfortable atmosphere if that makes sense it was successful and I love what you said because I feel like if Ashley can adapt to being in a group full of women who are more I won't say mature because they all Mm -hmm. can grow up but age wise Mm -hmm. if she can adapt to being around women who are old enough to be her mother and her aunt Mm -hmm. I feel like they should also be able to do the same because Ashley doesn't really make any complaints about that it's more so them definitely and speaking of mothers, in the next scene, we're going. We see Katie at the um, at the playground with her kids, and then mm-hmm. Ashley arrives. Ashley arrives with her dog, um, and there was a sign on the playground that said that you can't really have pets at the um, park. And yeah. So she had to have her dog wrapped up around the fence, but that dog was so cute, by the way. He, yeah, the dog was cute, but I didn't really think that I I, I didn't think pets couldn't be in a playground. I well, thought it was kind of weird. I don't know. I just, that was random. But I just thought that was, hmm. Because I yeah, definitely that is kind of odd. <laughs> but I also don't get out enough to know. And I'm not around <laughs> kids enough to be at playgrounds. I don't have any kids. But like you said, Katie had all of her children. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see all of her children. I don't know how many she has. But the moment I see more than one, I feel like it has to be at least like six. I don't know. I think she has like, she has twins. And then she, I think she has another child. So I think she has just three. Okay, again, mm-hmm. when I see more than one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, Katie Katie was just saying that um well she asked Ashley, Are you sure you still want to be a mother? And Ashley's like, Oh no, sweetie, I definitely still desire to be a mom. Like that that is without a doubt going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, Ashley was talking about how she can see herself developing like genuine friendships um, with the other ladies. Mm-hmm. Then they switched yeah. scenes again, and Giselle and Karen, they were looking for the male instructors. And Karen, she took her water, or as you call mm-hmm. it, the uh, bottle of water. From yeah, the there. Kroger bottled water. The Kroger bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> she takes it, she says she's blessed the water, so she splashes it on the expensive plane um, before she gets on it. Then they jump back to um katie and ashley mm-hmm. and you know ashley's like oh honey i'm great with kids i am a baby whisperer meanwhile she's holding one of uh katie's children and the child is screaming so i don't know mm-hmm. if baby whispering translates to making babies scream but it didn't really look like she was making a great connection with her children 
Yeah, I mean that was me. I would just be like, okay here, Katie. Here, give, I'll give yeah, it back. Get the child. I, I, I can't. <laughs> you know, actually though, shout out to Katie because I feel like being able to maintain three kids under the age of like four or five mm-hmm. is pretty impressive. Oh, definitely, um, yeah. So Ashley brings up the fact that she's about to turn twenty-seven, and she's planning on having a birthday party in Georgetown at the L Two Lounge, aka where she met. Michael Darby and she's like mm-hmm. you know I want to invite everyone Katie Andrew you guys are invited uh, it's going to be a big kitty bash and I don't know why maybe I don't want to say that I'm freaky but I was just wondering it was it really called the kitty bash for television or was it called something else you know I think it was just for television oh so you think it was called the pea bash instead like a pea valley before pea valley probably I mean this is Ashley when she was 27 so Absolutely. I feel like she would definitely be on that, you know. That Val- yeah, Ash. exactly. Katie, I don't know the song for real. Um, <laughs> please take away my black card. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so they're talking about, you know, the age of 27. And Katie was like, mm-hmm. 27 was her favorite year. And she wasn't settled down. Uh, she still lived in New York. And she didn't really have any responsibilities. I personally cannot remember my life at 27 i feel like my 20s just kind of went by as a blur do you remember being 27 what was like your favorite age during your 20s i would definitely say so i'm actually 29 right now so next year be 30 but um i would probably have to say 27 was the start because i feel like that was the age where i really tried to be more comfortable myself and just really you know find out what i like and stuff like that so basically it was the start so i would definitely say like late tw- yeah 27 would be the age where it's like okay my gears were clicking uh, clicking i guess to see what you know i'm the person i am the person i would become if that There's makes sense how you've evolved and hope hopefully we're mm-hmm. always going to continue to evolve of course um i would say for me my favorite age because i'm past all of my 20s now mm-hmm. and sadly and I shouldn't say sadly, but I'll say sadly. But, you know, I spent the last group of my 20s during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of bittersweet. But what I will say is that when I turned 29, I felt like that was probably the best year of my life. Um, you know, I got on a plane for the first time. There was a sense of maturity that I think kind of hit over me. I remember I made like a lot of doctor's appointments. I was like, I have to be really mm-hmm. mature. I have to really start taking care of myself. Um and then I was blessed with a job and it has been my favorite job I've ever had. And I feel like I was able to appreciate it at my big age of 29 versus like if I had that job in my earlier 20s, I don't know if I would have um, taken yeah. it mm-hmm. more seriously or if I would have had a sense of appreciation for it. Um, but yeah, so going back to that, Katie was saying that when she turned 30, um, the switch turned on that she wanted to become a mother. And Ashley's pretty much saying that, you know, she's ready to become a mother as well. She said, I want to be, I wanted to become a mother since like yesterday. And she says that because Michael is older and he's in his, he's like 55. She was like, she doesn't want him to be in his 70s pushing a stroller. So she really does want to, you know, get a jump start on having children. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> when I think of the image, like Michael being 70. Sorry, like with no strength, trying to push a oh stroller. <laughs> Sorry about that, people, but you Don't know, apologize. It's honestly, though, 
Michael looks like he's older than fifty five. I'm I'm kind of like dang, that's it. Does. Yeah. Yeah. It might be um, that Aussie son. I don't know. Um, but Katie agrees about the whole like you know having an older partner. But her biggest push is that she wants. Andrew to settle down and she's like he'll be 50 soon um but sidebar he'll be 50 soon six years from then like she's throwing that pressure on this man mm-hmm. and it's again always cringy for me to hear her talk about him because I know that she deserves better yeah um, Katie um we want better for you you know we like you and we just don't want you to see you we don't want to see you go down like this absolutely because I mean Katie is a bad mamma jamma like she can really do better mm-hmm. um so yeah that's kind of but anyways Katie switches gears and she's like so what else is new Mm -hmm. and you know they're on the playground and so of course childish things happens on playground so Ashley's definitely Mm -hmm. in her element (laughs) and Ashley decides to tell Katie that she has a confession to make Mm -hmm. she was like you know after seeing you at the sip with socialites events um, I decided to google you and the other ladies and so when I got on Google I found out that you used to date Russell Simmons and Katie's like oh yeah you know we're still great friends you know they have a nice little kiki and then she's like I also googled Giselle and Robin and Ashley drops a bomb the bomb is that Robin and Juan are declaring bankruptcy and she claims that what she found on the internet aka Google is that they only have $25 in their bank account yeah I think that was kind of you know that was I feel like the $25 definitely kind of a messy thing to say but in general do you think that she was being messy when she brought that up because for me I have mixed feelings I don't really think it was entirely messy really but I I just I feel like yes and no mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like okay if we pretend like the cameras were not there Mm-hmm. Then no, because she's just confiding in a friend. It's not like she brought this up in mm-hmm. front of all of the women, right? Mm-hmm. However, they are on the platform. And so she brings it up, and this is going to be on television for the world to see. However, I don't think that she was wrong for bringing it up because Robin is on a reality television show. So mm-hmm. just as Ashley decided to Google her, we the viewers google people all the time yeah i mean i feel like like i said this this was going to be brought up anyway like anyway because again like we're on a major platform and how i view the situation is kind of like when let's say you're watching one of your favorite tv shows and you're really into it and then you like google the actor's background just to find out more about them that's how i kind of feel like it was this and especially since these women paint themselves as the upper crest of potomac like you know i just thought yeah i want to see what you guys are about like you know who are you? What have you done? How are you in? How are you influential? So what's your interest really... Who you be with? Shout out. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like I think. Yeah, I don't think it was. Yeah, I think it, wasn't it was messy. Really... Messy. It was probably like kind of messy, but it was I halfway. Think... Actually, it was not halfway well. messy. Yeah. Um, so, but to be honest, like if I'm dating somebody or if there's someone that mm-hmm. I'm thinking about dating, I Google them. And I go a step further. I look for their information on the court systems website. Yeah, okay. I need to really... Do you got a speeding ticket? I need to know. 
I need to get you to. I need you to do some background checks. Listen, you let Hire me do this podcast. I can look up something <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's the 21st century, people. So that's what most people do nowadays. So absolutely, and you need to because everybody around this world is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say necessarily speaking of crazy. This is actually just sad. So we're gonna go ahead and start talking about Sharice. Um, so they open up a scene with Sharice playing basketball. And it's not like basketball, like, you know, going hard on the courts. It's like a game of, I think it's called Around the World, or I think you referred to it as like horse, something similar. It's just like a nice family fun day. Of yeah, like, very low, uh, you know. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of the word, but just not a lot of effort had to be put into the game. So very low vibrational. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Right. Um, so her daughter's there. Her son is there, and she kind of in her confessional, she's just saying like, even though I'm married to Eddie, aka the coach for Rutgers um, University, she says that she still feels like a single mother. And she's kind of exhausted because she's playing the role of both mother and father. And her friend, Brene, stops by. I believe that's how you say her name. But she stops by and they catch up over some nice wine. And the wine looks so good. It had like some red fruit in it. Did you see it? I didn't see. I didn't even look. I didn't wasn't even that. I didn't look that specifically. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> the wine looked good, honey. Okay. Um. <laughs> And, you know, so they're catching up. And she kind of says that, you know, Eddie had came down, but was only mm-hmm. in support of her son because he had a game. And she said that he pretty much went back, like, immediately after. There was no connection, no let's go on a date, none of that. You know, I'm here for my son. You ever watch Save the Last Dance? I've never actually seen that movie. Well, it's pretty much like the dad's coming by. I'm just coming. I'm here to see my son. And then after that, you know, that's it. So I feel like that's kind of how Eddie's doing it, even though he's still married to her. And Sharice kind of opens up about how their relationship began. And she said that they started very, you know, just from a place of humbleness. They didn't really have a lot, but they did have each other. Um, And she says that she misses when things were much more simpler. And I... mm -hmm. Oh no, go ahead. No, I think, and just one thing, that one statement that she said that stood out to me is when she said she felt that life is his life is his job and I'm the mistress. Yeah. But she like also that said that mm-hmm. she doesn't feel like she's the mistress because at least the mistress gets something. So she's saying, mm-hmm. like, I get nothing out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. And she said that she felt like her marriage is not a reflection of what she envisioned her life as a wife would be and it was really sad because she broke down in front Mm -hmm. of um, her friend and your friend was kind of emotional with her and so Brene asked her you know she was like do you even want to fight for your marriage and unfortunately Sharice couldn't even give her an answer she was just like she's not even sure so I thought that was really sad Um, yeah I just think it's definitely sad but I just I have more to say about this um, later mm -hmm. um in the episode because they're go- she's going to also delve more into their um, marriage so mm-hmm. there's more to be discussed well speaking of failed marriages we have Giselle meeting up with her ex Jamal Bryant and the children mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's blowing no she blew kisses at him 
but he takes her hand and he gives her a little kiss on the hand and then they sit mm-hmm. down they were like at some outdoor type of restaurant mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. oh go ahead sorry but yeah and you know jamal is a preacher like in baltimore and he was talking about how he's basically you know standing up for black people who have been harmed by the police and fighting against police brutality and you know i actually thought it was really a heartwarming scene to see like all like you know them together as a family um i thought it was a cute scene it was just nice to kind of see that and like even though their marriage didn't last like they're also gonna like be cordial and cool for the children like because they deserve that nice um foundation I'm gonna tell you one thing though he is bougie did you see that scarf wrapped all up around his neck then you know Giselle grabs his lemonade and he was like did mommy just grab my lemonade and is this lipstick on my straw I hope she ain't giving me nothing I was like well he is a preacher I don't really expect nothing less well I know but keep that staying (laughs) energy when we go into deeper seasons okay Mm -hmm. um So in the next scene, we go to Karen and she's back at the, uh, she's back at the airline facility. I don't know what it's called, but I'm going to call it that. With uh, Raven. Oh, wait, can we go back though, before we jump into that? Uh-huh. Because I want to go back to the dynamic between Giselle and Jamal. Mm-hmm. Just one last thing I really wanted to bring up. And that's just the fact that she said that when Jamal cheated on her, she feels like that had nothing to do with like his cheating had nothing to do with her personally as a wife she doesn't feel like nothing that she did as a wife is what triggered him to cheat and i'm really appreciative that she acknowledged that and she understands Mm -hmm. that i hope a lot of people out there who are in relationships with people Mm -hmm. where you know cheating is a factor i hope they know to never blame themselves for um their partner stepping out and she also said that she was really proud to still call Jamal her family so I feel like despite the fact that he's the reason why her family broke up Mm -hmm. she's at a place in her life of peace where like Mm -hmm. you said they can still meet up together they can be very cordial especially before the you know for the sake of the children Mm -hmm. and she's very proud that he is the father um, of her all right I mean I definitely agree with her yeah definitely and so moving on from divorce to um, marriage, i.e., a rocky window. We go to Karen. <laughs> we go. We go back to Karen. She's at the airline facility with Ray and Raven, and she is, you know, wanting to fly this time. And one thing that um, I guess stood out to me that I didn't really don't even remember before is that she says she used to run a temp staffing agency, mm-hmm. and she gave that up to raise her. Um, daughter. So I just thought it was good to kind of give a little bit about Karen's background in terms of her professional career because I really didn't know what she did mm. prior. So, mm-hmm. and I don't have anything to add on that. I just wanted to say shout out to Alex, the flight instructor, because he was cute. And, and you Karen know, yeah. that. and she said that if she were to be in a crash, at least she would be with some eye candy. And your spirit of Tamara is coming out. And my spirit of Tamara. Okay, that will be an ongoing theme here for me (laughs) as you listen to this podcast. (laughs) Um, I I did not really expect her to be the person flying. Even Raven was like, she did not expect her mom to be the pilot. 
Again, this is a new improved Karen. Again, all my kids are at the house. I got to try new things. That's facts. Yeah. <laughs> so, and again, her next thing, she says she's going to do the Mile High Club. That's on her bucket list. So, unless they ain't going to be with Ray. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, can you see him trying to get it I'm, on? Because the bathrooms in the airport, I mean, not in the airport, and airplanes are not that big. What you think he going to do? I, I mean, he could, he could he could surprise us both. You know, he might you know he might know some moves. <laughs> well, Karen would know. I guess. <laughs> so moving on, um, <laughs> <laughs> Katie, you know, she's kind of opening up about just the fact that she had you know a difficult court process with her children and. Um, I guess trying to obtain custody and all this other stuff and she just talks about how supportive Andrew has been we also see her kind of interact with her mate I'm not her maid I'm sorry her nanny mm-hmm. and her nanny's name is May like the month mm-hmm. thoughts on uh, nanny the nanny yeah I just thought it was kind of um, weird when Katie said that she mentioned that she's a lesbian and she thought she said that was good because she likes her energy I don't know. That was just like a funny comment. I was like, okay. Uh, what I got to do with her watching you? Yeah, kid? that's what I didn't get. But I guess, you know, it's... Might be some foreshadowing. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Katie, I don't know if I would ever do this, but also I don't have a man, so I can't really mm-hmm. create hypothetical situations. But Katie is in Andrew's townhouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's thinking about rearranging things um Mm -hmm. i don't know if you were in a relationship with somebody and you come back to your house and you realize they move things would you be okay with that without your consent definitely not no i wouldn't be okay at all well we'll see how that pans out we got robin now (laughs) and her kids are so freaking adorable but they're also hilarious without Mm -hmm. um she's getting ready i guess to go to work yeah, so Robin during this time works at a PR agency and you know she was talking about how like the contrast between being an NBA wife and a you know nine to five working woman again is just so different and how like you know when she was a wife, you know, she's more financially taken care of, you know, through the salary obviously, but now she has to go back to work and how that can be like a stressful juggle, especially on top with, you know, raising kids, which I think is something that, you know, many women and other people, you know, can like relate to. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know what she cooked. It was probably delicious, but you would have thought that she made her kids the worst meal in the world. Though I will say, I couldn't tell if that was a taco or a quesadilla. Like they were not feeling that meal. I think it was a taco. You sure? You know, she probably bought some Taco Bell. I think she was in that kitchen preparing something. So I don't know. I'm not saying that Robin can't cook. She probably can cook. Mm-hmm. The way her kids were acting. Oh, mm. no. <laughs> um, so then they switch gears. Then, oh, hold on. Also, shout out to the babysitter, Uncle Gilbert, <laughs> who's a close friend of Robin, a.k.a. the babysitter for... Is it Carter and Corey? Those are the, yeah. I think so. It's funny you mentioned that because I was like, as I was watching, I'm like, Lily is going to probably mention him. I and just I know. did, and I will, and I did. I mean, he was... <laughs> you, I wonder if he babysit adults. 
Uncle Gilbert, mm. wherever you are, <laughs> I'll tell you my number later, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> so then we have this next scene with Sharice in her home alone. She had on this cute little salmon-colored two-piece pajama set. I love me a nice pajama set, okay? And it was very cute on her. But you know, she's in the house by herself. And Karen calls and she's like, you know what? She pretty much invites herself over and she's like, I'm going to ask some of the other girls to come over too. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'll say. Because I really do feel very sorry for Cherise, especially mm-hmm. because she's so isolated in her marriage and she feels like mm-hmm. she's in her marriage alone. I think yeah. it's amazing that she's a mother, but I think it's equally important that the same amount of energy that she puts into her children, it's important for her to put that same amount of energy back into herself. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that she had some social time with people her age or, you know, her people. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Giselle Karen. and oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, 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 go ahead. I, th- I was just gonna say, Karen. You know, she shows up out on these cute hills, and then when Giselle and Katie arrived, they were outside and they had set up a plan to like go hide in the bushes. And that's what I don't like. Y'all gonna talk about Ashley being childish? You don't think y'all hiding up in the bushes to talk about some surprise? You don't think that's childish? <laughs> surprise, mother. Right. <laughs> okay, I mean, don't, yeah. don't do Ashley, okay? Because y'all, y'all are big kids at heart, too. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny, like, you know, quirky thing. So I also just like the scene. It kind of reminds me of, like, you know, you know, um, Destiny's Child song, Girl, when they're girl. all like, Girl. <laughs> I'm your girl. You, you my girl. You know, she, Michelle the Bridge, Williams. Yeah. She, she don't play about them bridges. So this was just nice when they're all together coming by Sharice's, um, being by Sharice's side. Right. It actually gave me um, Waiting to Exhale as mm. well. Um, you know, it was a little cute moment where Karen tries to put, not Karen, Karen had on these gorgeous shoes, but then Katie tried to shove her little, well, I can't say her little foot because she couldn't fit the shoe, but she she tried to shove her foot in the shoes or whatever, and um, then they randomly started talking about Michael Darby's penis. Why? I have no idea. Then they changed gears again, and they were talking about Katie, and Katie's like coming mm-hmm. out of the closet, I think, as a bisexual yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, she talks about, you know, when she was younger, she used to kind of like to have fun. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that, again, this, I like the fact that, you know, it's nothing wrong with liking, you know, Whatever more you than like. one gender. Exactly. I don't know why for me, I just felt like she was kind of explaining it in a way as a phase. Like, you know, when I was like 27 in New York, having fun at bars, doing my thing. And now like I'm at this age and, you know, it's just changed and whatnot. I don't know. I mean, I may have interpreted that wrong, but I just feel like. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, a lot of bisexual people have a hard time coming out is because people can describe it. Oh, that's just a phase or that, you know, it's mm-hmm. like kind of not acknowledging it. But again, I think I'm just interpreting that in just a different way. But it's still nice to you either way. I feel like she what might still think? be a little bi because for whatever reason, it could just be me in my mind. But she and Ashley be having some strong sexual energy with each other. I don't mm-hmm. know could just be me but that's just how i perceive it between them mm-hmm. ever since they met each other there's just like this tension did you ever watch girlfriends 
Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows. Same. I feel like William, because you know how William always thought the girls wanted to like do mm-hmm. each other. So yeah, yeah, every time I look at Katie and Ashley, I'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that, you know, when she, I'll say quote unquote, comes out because we really don't know. Mm-hmm. Karen was like, "Well, child, listen, I don't care what you are, what you do, you know, it ain't like I'm about to be out here googling, googling." <laughs> so when they bring that up katie's like oh well speaking of google actually huh, out here googling you you and you and me too and robin robin what um so you know giselle's there and so her mm-hmm. eyes are all big listening oh of course of course and Katie pretty much says that yeah Ashley was giving out Robin's business saying that she um has filed for pink for pink for bankruptcy she only has like $25 left in her account you know telling the business or whatever mm-hmm. and Katie's like you know and I really don't agree with you know putting out people's financial history or their business out like I just don't agree with that here's my thing why did you check Ashley behind her back Mm-hmm. but not check her on the moment when y'all were sitting at the swings you could have stopped her in that moment and said hey sis I don't really feel comfortable talking about her business yeah. um, I don't think that you should put her business out there that's just me yeah I think I have one word for reason one word for it what's that drama right but but really though it's like yeah it is for the drama but i feel like maybe let's say if she was being genuine in this case she's just saying like these are my friends and they also have the right to know what ashley is doing in terms of looking look you know searching them and googling them i was actually surprised to even see katie spread that message to them because katie doesn't really give me gossip type you know yeah definitely so i was definitely kind of shocked and you know um giselle couldn't wait to tell robin we just we know that oh of course the green eye bandage you know absolutely but then you know sharice kind of switched the gears a little bit or kind of bounced off of what was being talked about and -hmm. she was talking about how sometimes people like to pretend to be something that they're not or they like Mm -hmm. to live in a facade or or, i know i'm not saying that correctly but Mm -hmm. they like to put on a facade i'm sorry yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then she kind of used that to kind of open up about the facade that she was putting on which is pretending to be in a happy marriage mm-hmm. um and so she got very vulnerable with the girls again this is the beyonce destiny's child you know mm-hmm. girl. and she let them know like listen i'm my marriage is failing you know we've been together for 18 years but for the past three i just haven't been happy mm-hmm. um and things have not been that great. And so Giselle kind of gives her advice and she's like, you know, it's really important to determine if the marriage is worth saving. Do you feel like your marriage is worth saving? Mm-hmm. And you know, Brene, when they were in the scenes earlier, kind of asked her the same thing. And Cherie still had the same response, which which is, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of sad. But Giselle was like, You have to know because when I divorced Jamar Jamar Lordy, Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> when I divorced Jamal, I knew that the marriage was over. And so that was why I made the decision that I had to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so they, you see Sharice kind of break down and get emotional. And I like the fact that they were there to comfort her. And Karen was like, you know, she was apologetic. She was like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. 
So yeah. I think that's why they always say check on your friends, even the ones who pretend to be happy, blah, 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 because mm-hmm. you never know what they're going through. Yeah, and I would definitely say when it comes to this, you know, Sharice, like, I want everyone to know that divorce is okay. There is nothing wrong with divorce. Um, it's like, for example, I'm a child of divorce and, you know, it can be a hard strain on the kids because, I mean, especially not only on the relationship with the parents, you know, the, the mom and dad, but also on the kids because they have to deal with the outcome and really, you know, it's they're really just in it. It has nothing to do with them. But it's like, at the end of the day, if you're not in a good place, the best thing to do is just break up or divorce in this case. Because, yes, it will hurt in the beginning, but trust, like, you will feel way better, like, after. I agree. mm -hmm. Um, Tia Mowry from Tia and Tamara, you know, she recently announced that she was being separated or filed for divorce from her husband but one thing that she taught me she said that just because you get a divorce doesn't mean that you had a failed marriage Mm -hmm. you can still have success in your marriage but you also deserve to walk away and be happy Mm -hmm. um and so i feel like with sharice being a mother to her son and as well as her daughter like you're teaching them that it's okay to walk away and you should always choose to be happy first and foremost yeah and i just mm-hmm. now i was just it's gonna just, say you shouldn't settle yeah life's short to settle and be miserable exactly live your life mm-hmm. and you know do what you gotta do and don't sorry this is also a little tangent but don't let these people on social media try to act like you know being together being together for years equals a solid foundation mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't and it doesn't there could be cheating going on that you don't know about there could be emotional abuse there could be physical abuse there could be Mm -hmm. financial situations going like you really don't know and Mm -hmm. that goes back to Sharice talking about people will put on a huge facade just for the sake of pretending to you know pretend like they're happy to put on a front Mm -hmm. and I think that if people start to be more authentic with themselves they might find themselves in a much more happier space versus putting the pressure on themselves to pretend to be something that they're not. Yep, and I totally agree with that. And speaking of a happier place, Ashley is getting ready for her 27th birthday at the L2 Lounge where her and Michael first met. Mm-hmm. And she had the models there and there was this one guy. Now, I don't, I don't remember what his face looked like, but I do remember the body. She was like, okay, so did you shave your body like you said you would? And he took that shirt off. And... Hmm. Are you shaking right now? Are you, <laughs> you need I'm a sorry, towel? Lily. Lily had a moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the body was bodying, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, And then here we go. So like we were saying earlier, Katie decided that she wanted to remix Andrew's home up. Um, mm-hmm. He had like a little exercise room or whatever. And she yeah. decided she wanted to make it like her vanity room. Put a little vanity station over there. Have pictures of her children all up in the room. I think she made another change to one of the other rooms. I really can't remember. It's just that was the one that stood out. Mm-hmm. Even on the door, there was a like a little sign that said the misses. MRS, yeah. but keep in mind she's still an M-I-S-S or an M-S mm-hmm. look at it so Andrew comes back from his long day trip 
and Katie's really nervous to reveal the changes made to the home. And to be honest with you, I was nervous for her as well because sometimes when you watch these shows, it is so hard not to get secondhand married. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. I was nervous. I mean, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I don't... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. No, I was just saying, like, I feel like Andrew, like he was definitely he didn't want to get I feel like he was probably low-key angry or high-key but he didn't want to show that he was definitely like not excited yeah I think the cameras might have saved him from having the Mm -hmm. real reaction he probably wanted to punch a hole in the in the wall yeah I just but the thing is like he did like I'm assuming obviously that she's moved into the place so he agreed to that so it's like I guess you can't be too surprised that this would happen. I think he had the right to be surprised, though, because yeah. why not be in... If this is the home that I'm paying mortgage on, I would like to be involved in the changes being made to the home. Mm-hmm. At least let us compromise and say, okay, well, maybe you can use this half of the room for your vanity, and I'll use this half of the room for my ex. Like, she made it very feminine, got rid of his clothes. You remember she opened up the closet? He was like, where am I... Like, homeboy was not happy. He took the hat and hit his eyes like it was was I'm I'm thinking I get the (laughs) when you say get rid of his clothes I'm thinking about the waiting to exhale scene the fire scene I knew it I kind of thought about that too when I said it as well look at us being on the same Andrew pack your shit (laughs) (laughs) get out yeah you know she just I don't know. I think that's a boundaries issue. Definitely. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know. I'm just kind of like assuming it's clear that Andrew's not trying to be with her long term. And yeah. for her to kind of settle herself in the way that she did, mm-hmm. that might have been kind of frustrating too. The thing that I really don't like about Andrew is just the fact that he's dragging this woman along. Yeah, definitely. Um, and. So you- mm hmm. No, I was just going to say she, he's dragging her along. Yeah, and it's like she's been very upfront about what she wants. So it's mm-hmm. like if you know this is not something you want, then you can just, you should end it here. But I also have to get on um, Katie too, because if you know what you want, then you also have to end this too. Like, if I mean, because I feel like for him, he's just going to be like, well, like, I mean, she says this, so she wants this, but she's still here. So I'm just going to milk this for as long as I can but it's like I feel like Katie would definitely have to make the move to like end it if she's really serious I think so too I think where Katie might have more of a struggle is that you know she's a single mother and I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that she's looking to settle for the first guy that's willing to um, you know be there Mm -hmm. but I don't know I feel like she might be dependent dependent on Andrew and not realize it. And so that might be why it's a little bit harder for her. Like mm-hmm. Andrew can walk away. He has nothing to lose at all. That's true. Like you like do you like emotionally like dependent? Or? I think she's emotionally dependent. I don't mm-hmm. think it's like a financial Yeah. Thing, I but I just think that she's fearful of being alone. And he kind of gives her that reminder of like, you know, not having to be by yourself at the end of the day. And that's really the hard part, I feel. And I feel like, I feel like it's something a lot of us really deal with. It's like, mm-hmm. we don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. So we stay in, some of us stay in certain, like, 
situation that we know it's not good, but it's like, at least I have someone, but even that person, right. that might be physically there, but they're not, that's it. They're not emotionally there, they're at all, so. Not you reading us, not you being no, too I'm, I'm reading anyone, not just women, but men, anyone. Like, you oh, know, no, it affects all of us, I feel, and like, yeah. So I really want the best for Katie and the best for her would be to end this relationship. Absolutely. Um, but of course, I you know she she had some wine and they went upstairs and did you know what? I think to kind of <laughs> oh, get yeah. his blood pressure going from his head to his other. Mm-hmm. Head. All right. <laughs> so here we go. We are getting started to go to the party for Ashley. Uh, one of the first people that we see arrive is Karen. Wait, before that, Giselle is, you know, we see Giselle. You know, at... How dare I forget that? Please <laughs> let us know what she did. Oh, my God. So she is getting ready, you know, trying to find an outfit for Ashley's party. And then she calls Robin. Hmm. And she lets Robin know that Ashley was Googling them behind their backs and also brought up the fact that Ashley told Katie about her bankruptcy. Well, Robin's bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Oh, okay. And basically, Robin is like, uh, basically, she's pissed. Like, oh my God, how, why is she bringing this up? It has nothing to do with her. And she's at first saying, oh, I'm not going to go. What else happened? So when they're on the phone, you know, they're trying to figure out, like, what you going to wear to the party or whatever? And mm-hmm. Robin, being Robin, was like, girl, I don't know, because I'm definitely not going to put on no cheetah print. Like, she was already not trying to go anyways. Mm-hmm. But then when Giselle drops the bomb on her, letting her know hey by the way and you know Giselle you're so messy because why are you telling her as y'all are getting ready for the party you mean to tell me y'all ain't have no other time prior to tell her that anyway mm. she's like girl um Ashley behind your back like you said Ray spreading rumors about your financial situation and you mm-hmm. know Robin gets pissed and she's like that little girl and she called her a little girl and everything she called Ashley thirsty which to me I think she used thirsty incorrectly Thirsty is what Katie has for Andrew. Yeah. Um, Ashley's just messy. Um, so yeah, she she was not feeling that whatsoever. And she questions like if she should even go to the party. Mm-hmm. And so then, I'm sorry, we get the scene of the party. You know, you got the little mm-hmm. people in their little body paint dressed up as look like a scene from the play cats, honestly. <laughs> and hey, have you ever been to that play? I haven't, no. Mm-mm. I can't say that I have either, but I heard they have the cats go in the audience and touch up on people. And I ain't got time. I don't. Mm-hmm. Anywho, and you know, Taylor Swift, never mind. Yeah, we can. <laughs> 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 we don't want the Swifties on our back, but we have to, we have opinions. So Yeah, let me not. So the first one of the first people to show up to the party is of course Cam Huga and Ray. Okay. And she asked for a drink and the bartender's like, Would you like to open up a tab? So let me ask you this. Is it corny to have a party? with an open bar I'm sorry with not with a non-open bar like you gotta come out of pocket and open up a tab is that is that whack that's definitely whack whack as hell I mean this is <laughs> I'm just saying if it's a party it should be like drinks like 
on the house. On the house, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't get that. Or at least have one signature drink or two, or because I I Mm -hmm. saw that they had two signature drinks there. Why not Mm -hmm. make those drinks free? Yeah. And then if you want to come out of out of pocket, open up a tab for other stuff. Mm -hmm. Then sure, why not? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Michael Darby, I don't know if he was still a part owner in the club, but he was. When you ain't got no connection, you can't hook your wife up. I don't know. Well, well either yeah, way, yeah. the black Bill Gates threw out his American Express on the... Um, <laughs> I should have did a screenshot to see if I could catch the numbers, but I couldn't see it for real. Um, Then you got Andrew and Katie like they on some dang on ecstasy or something I mean they yeah. is slobbering PDA is really strong here I, I mean, guess just, yeah disgusting okay I shouldn't I, say disgusting I say that because <laughs> I have no one but disgusting L okay she's trying to make up for what she did so I guess it's like hmm yeah I'm, but come on now yeah. save that for the bedroom I mean personally I do find PDA not I don't really care for PDA. But Do you mean witnessing it or personally receiving it? Personally receiving it. Mm. It just makes me uncomfortable. I'll be I, honest. I think I feel that way about receiving and watching. Please don't. Yeah. Hmm. Because I'm a lady. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Robin shows up. <laughs> you can already tell she's not caring to be there. It's mm-hmm. on some F you, F your birthday. You with your little <laughs> thirsty ass. That's not what she said, but that's just the energy that she brought mm-hmm. when she walked into the building. Yeah. And maybe she has every right to have a little chip on her shoulder because now she knows that people around her know about her personal financial mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. So I guess she had the right to be big mad. Mm-hmm. Ashley mm-hmm. finally arrives. Uh, she's in this little cheetah girl looking outfit or Josie in the pussy cat and then you got Michael Darby looking like Jack Hanna why did he why Why was that outfit he decided okay I don't know. it was given Australian what's the guy that's uh, Steve Irwin Steve Irwin 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 rest, rest in peace yeah he just had on this weird it looked like something you put on a toddler honestly Speaking of toddler, um, Katie looked at his pants and was like, <laughs> She said there was nothing out of the ordinary going on in Michael's junk. Right, because according to Ashley, she said it was big, but Katie was like, eh. No big D energy there. Mm. Um, so yeah. So Ashley makes her round. She's speaking to everyone. Hello, hello. Trying to, you know, make everybody feel welcome. Mm-hmm. But Robin wasn't really trying to give her that energy, you know. Yeah. And, and Robin. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, she's at the bar, you know, where Robin and Giselle are, and then Robin just saying how, like, you know, she's mad about the fact that she brought up the bankruptcy. And then Ashley's like, well, you know, you do seem a little bit standoffish, so I wanted to get to know you more, and thinking that maybe the bankruptcy might be the reason why, like, you're so hesitant. And Robin is saying, well, you know, the reason why, like, this is bothering me is because I've had friends, like, that have done me wrong in the past. And it's hard for me to really, like, open up mm-hmm. to people, new people, which I think is something that happened, has happened to, I shouldn't say all of us, but let's say most of us. Yeah. 
know whether like you said whether it's platonic romantic familial mm-hmm. so yeah and i think sometimes we create boundaries about how we um receive people and whether or not we want them to be close or we definitely put people at a distance if Mm -hmm. we've been traumatized by other people you know previously for doing us wrong and Ashley's like letting her know like listen Robin it was not my intention to hurt you I just wanted to kind of understand you better like understand why Mm -hmm. you're standoffish Mm -hmm. though while I'm saying this out loud to you Ray I really feel like why not just ask her in person her. versus yeah. googling and telling her business. But yeah, but it's like <laughs> so basically, when she found that information, she should just gone to her being like, "So what happened with your bankruptcy?" Mm-mm. Is that what it is? You don't <laughs> just you- walk over somebody. So why are you broke? No. <laughs> Hey Robin, do you mind if I pull you to the side? Listen, you know, I really would love to start a new friendship with you. I think you're really awesome. But Mm -hmm. you do seem like you kind of have your walls put up. Is Mm -hmm. it something that I'm doing? Or I just want to know what can I do to be a better friend to you? Yeah. Okay, not so let me why you filed for bankruptcy? No. (laughs) (laughs) That is not how we do that. Well, basically, they apologize. Well, no, not they. Well, um, Ashley yeah, apologized to Robin, and basically, they, you know, they go, you know, settle the score and they do what they got to do. But I will say this is probably the best. It's probably best that Ashley brought brought up this bankruptcy because really, Robin needs a storyline. So Ooh. take that how you will. But you know. Uh, <laughs> You know, Twitter beyond Robin, they say that girl gives us absolutely nothing. But yeah, yeah, uh, Ashley definitely gave her something to work with for the rest of the season, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, so like you said, um, Robin accepted the apology and then Ashley's just saying how 27 is going to be a huge year for her. Um, She's going to open up a restaurant. She's planning on starting a family. Mm-hmm. And then there's this big reveal. It reminded me of Sweet Sixteen. You remember? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So of course everybody knows the best part of Sweet Sixteen is seeing, or my super Sweet Sixteen is seeing the car, the reveal of the car. And so mm-hmm. Michael got Ashley this gorgeous white Porsche. Mm-hmm. And I must have not been looking at the television because for whatever reason I thought that Katie drove the car down but Mm-mm. that's not what happened what happened yeah so she sat in it before ashley could right is that there's no cooth there where was yeah where was with her little potomac etiquette book katie I, get up because in potomac well i guess they well they were in georgetown so i guess the rules don't apply there mm-hmm. that makes <laughs> sense and you know Katie's all like big mad which I don't blame her I would have been too she sticks up her middle finger and she's like (laughs) with the finger and then she looks at Andrew and she's like Andrew I want one too and you know Andrew's probably the shadiest person on Real Housewives of Potomac because he's like well you know it doesn't have seven seats (laughs) (laughs) and so that's how the episode went so let's get into it do you think that we had any winners or losers for this episode? 
Um, I honestly think there were no winners or losers. Mm. I I mean, basically, I feel like I don't know. To me, this episode was more like meh. Um, I think like Michael Darby's penis. Yeah, basically, I feel like it was you know or Robin storyline, but <laughs> or <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like this was more like a filler episode, but it, that will that is setting us up for. You know, the, the little bombs the were definitely dropped, mm-hmm. and they'll probably explode just based off of the previews that I've seen. Yeah. What I will say is that while I don't think that there originally I thought there weren't any winners or losers. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I don't want to call Sharice a loser. I will call her a winner. Yeah. Okay. A winner because she opened up. She was vulnerable. And she talked about her marriage a little bit more in depth. And I think that is very difficult for a woman to admit yeah. that her marriage is failing. Because, you I'm know, everybody want to be like, Shantae's got a man at <laughs> home. Like, I swear to you, I hated that song because I felt like Shantae was bragging about her having a man. Meanwhile, my single behind, you know. Um but I think it takes a lot for a woman to say, listen, my marriage is not working. Like I said, she got to cry in front of friends. She felt the support of her other friends letting her know, like, we'll get through mm-hmm. this. You know, Giselle was like, girl, listen, you know, I like to cuss. So mm-hmm. if you have a little cussing session, you come and find me. Okay, um, yeah. Actually, I see your point. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Maybe if I had to say there was a winner, but she was you a big loser in the process, mm-hmm. is Ashley. Because like you said, I call her a loser because that was very tacky of her to mm-hmm. put Ashley's, I'm sorry, to put Robin's business out there. Even mm-hmm. though, again, it's not like she brought it up to the group. She just brought it to Katie and Katie decided to spread mm-hmm. it all around. Yeah. Um, but I say maybe she's a winner because like you said, she did help something that was going to come out regardless for Robin, whether it was through the show or the blogs. Yeah. So, so we just got that out of the way. We ripped that band-aid off. Mm-hmm. You know, like Robin said, she does not have a cookie cutter life and she is not apologizing for it. She is definitely not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, Ray? Um, I have no final thoughts, but I will just say, I guess this is a final thought, I but say- <laughs> <laughs> I, will- <laughs> I don't have any final will- thoughts, but what I'm gonna say. I guess I will say I'm just looking forward to the next episode. Same. Yeah, this this episode I would rate probably like a six out of ten. It it didn't really yeah give us much, but I think it's going to uh, it's definitely going to give us something to work with for the following episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. Hmm, not you going a point lower than me. <laughs> All right. But um, thank you everyone for listening. Yes, we appreciate you listening to the Messy Reality Breakdown with your host, Ray. And your girl, Lily. See you you guys next time. Oh, That's right. Yes, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.